Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. Today we're going to be talking about a mindset that is literally going to change the entire game. Um, This is actually coming from a book that I recently read. I've talked about it in a few podcasts already itself, but it was actually by Carol Dweck and the book itself is called Mindset, The New Psychology to Success. I listened to this book because it was recommended to me and in holy crap, I feel like it honestly just shifted so much for me in terms of work, in terms of life, in terms of absolutely everything, because this mindset really does, it just changes your perspective on life. And you can use this mindset towards any dream you have, towards any goal you have, or anything like that. But before we jump in, just as per usual, I'm going to leave you guys with a quote. And this one actually comes from Carol Dweck herself from the book. And it says, becoming is better than being. What's up? And welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. Today we're doing an espresso brew and it's kind of a collaboration of an espresso brew mixed with a book brew because I just finished the book Mindset by Carol, Dr. Carol Dweck. It was amazing. Like I really liked it. I definitely think that I rated it four out of five stars on Goodreads only because there was just portions of the book that I found a little dry to move through just because I don't relate to said portions. For instance, um, just like the parenting portion and things like that, which I still read because, you know, one day that could come in handy. But just because of that reason, there was just some some areas in which and like the CEO stuff and just not like a businessy brain. Outside of that, the concept of the book was amazing. I feel like the biggest part that I enjoyed about it, and this is for all of you guys that aren't really into like the cosmic-y things that we tend to talk about sometimes, is that a lot of this book was backed in research. She specifically researches on like human development and our personality traits and things like that. And basically what she concluded with her research is that we as human beings have a tendency to fall under two different attitudes, if you will. And it's basically the attitude of having a fixed mindset and then the attitude of having a growth mindset. The idea is pretty much that the views that we adopt and believe about ourselves directly affects the way that we tend to then move forward in our lives, the decisions we make, the things that we believe, the thoughts that we have, so on and so forth. The most interesting thing that, or one of the most interesting things that she says in that book is that basically this is the component that it comes down to, whether you accomplish the things that you dream of, whether you live by the values that are important to you, or you don't. So we're gonna go over both mindsets today. We're gonna distinguish the two different ones and hopefully I'm just gonna summarize a lot of the the knowledge that I feel like I absorbed from the book, but I highly recommend checking out the book. I will list it in the description notes just so you guys have it. You can find it on Amazon. You can also get it on Audible. That's how I read it. Hopefully by the end of this chat, you will feel where areas of your life might be feeling a little bit more fixed. And we're going to finish it off with tips and tricks on how to basically shift your mindset into a more growth-like mindset. So the dominant trait of people with fixed mindsets is that they tend to believe that talent is part of your personality. Like it's something you're either born with or it's not. It's the idea that if you're not gifted with the ability to naturally be able to do something or to be good at something, then you're just deemed a failure 
that, whatever that something is, and then you tend to avoid those things, just like your eye color or your hair color. Like that would be the exact same thing with your talents and your traits. And because of this, this mindset tends to limit us from ever actually seeking out growth and trying to maybe adapt and change or work on our traits and work on our talents because we think that these are just fixed things about us that we can't affect. Now, just to contrast that, people with a growth mindset tend to believe that basically anything can be theirs as long as they're willing to put in the effort. That as long as you work hard, that you dedicate yourself to your goal, that you practice often, that you can pretty much accomplish anything you set your mind to. And it's out of these two mindsets that we normally program at quite a young age, which can be the frustrating part because maybe you don't want to relate to the fixed mindset, but you naturally do. And that's totally fine. We're going to get into that all of that today. But you also might notice that you fall on a scale. Maybe you have a couple of the fixed mindset traits and a couple of the growth mindset traits. And that's probably the most common because the biggest thing that I found, I think my favorite part about the book and her research is that she really kind of tied it all together by saying that you're not really one or the other. Everybody kind of sits on a scale. And because of this, there can be certain things in your life that you take a growth mindset approach with. And then there can be other things in your life that you take a more fixed mindset approach with. So it's just being aware of those things and aware of the areas that you might sense that your fixed mindset starts to kind of bubble up to the surface and starts to control, because that's the thing. It starts to control your behaviors, your decisions, and basically how you lead your life and move forward with your life. And that includes both professionally and personally. And it also ultimately affects our ability to basically live our life happily. The thing about mindsets is they're just beliefs and they're beliefs that rest in our mind and we're able to change our mind. That's one of the beautiful things about human consciousness. So you're able to work on this. You can even take perhaps the fixed mindset on fixed mindsets or the fixed mindset on thinking that you're fixed in a fixed mindset. That's a mind just conundrum uh, and flip it into a growth mindset about fixed mindsets, which could help you start moving more into that growth. So this is the part that I feel like kind of hit close to home for me. Why waste time trying to prove yourself over and over again when you could use that time to actually be working and, and getting better at something? Why try and hide the things that you're not so good at when you instead could be open and honest about the things you're not good at so that you're able to learn and to grow in those areas? Why seek out people and relationships in your life that basically just pump up your self-esteem rather than people and relationships in your life that actually challenge you and help you grow to be better and why seek out just kind of like the common experiences of life or what everybody else is doing instead of seeking out experiences that'll kind of force you to stretch and to challenge yourself a little bit. And I think that these are really really important questions to ask ourselves because for me I think that's what made me realize maybe how fixed my mindset actually was specifically with just you know when you have like little failures or shortcomings and you don't want to tell people about those things or you do like I feel like especially with social media and the era of social media there's always this constant pressure to prove yourself online like you have to prove yourself in a magnitude of different ways from trying to have like a dope aesthetic trying to brand yourself trying to have to just basically prove that like your life is cool or that you have something to say like there's just there's always that little bit of pressure with things like social media as well with trying to prove yourself like why do we waste so much time doing that what are we what are we trying to prove and why are we why do we hide our flaws why do we hide the things that we don't think 
like basically hide the things that we think make us weak when in reality when we show what our weakness that vulnerability actually creates so much strength and so much opportunity if you think about it this may have been you or someone you know but can you think about an experience where somebody was just so adamant on proving themselves over and over and over again it could have been proving themselves in a relationship and it's a relationship that maybe isn't a healthy relationship where someone doesn't even treat them that well but it's almost like they have to get the person to prove to themselves that they're worthy or maybe it's in a job or a career or maybe it's in their personal life or their hobbies it's not like the person is doing something for the sheer enjoyment or to learn something new like with that open-minded mentality really it's kind of having that closed mind mentality and instead they're going at it with a very closed mind and a very like like rigid and antsy and anxiety and worry about are they going to be good enough are they not going to be good you know what I mean where it's just like that sense of like clinging in a lot of ways it's almost like every single situation that feeds into this need to prove yourself it's a chance to get confirmation on your intelligence confirmation on your personality confirmation on your likability your lovability your talent your anything it's just basically a chance to earn some validation even if consciously it doesn't feel that way as every single situation unfolds the fixed mindset tends to evaluate it all in like okay am i failing or am i succeeding am i accepting this or am i going to reject it am i being accepted or am i being rejected is this making me feel like a winner or is this making me feel like a loser and with very like reactive decision making from that standpoint because with the fixed mindset if something is making you feel like a loser if something is making you feel like a failure you just like run like it's like you hide it you shut it down you don't try you shift pace you come up with excuses so on and so forth that's the fixed mindset now with the growth mindset it would look like work on your relationships your career all of the things that we just listed before that you those are areas that you can learn and that you can grow from and that you can cultivate through effort and with the growth mindset too it's not necessarily to say that like everybody is at a set equal space and then your effort is just basically what 100% determines your success it's more so I guess kind of like accepting that everybody is different everybody's unique everybody's going to have unique talents and traits and it's great when you have them but it's like that that I quote I'm probably gonna butcher it but it's it's something along the lines of effort succeeds at working harder when at talent and talent fails for not working hard or something like that but it's basically the idea that you can have a talent but if you don't actually work on that talent and you keep a fixed mindset around it that you have a certain capacity of how good you can be at something and then that's pretty much it and you were born with it, having a growth mindset is more so saying that no matter where your set talents are, that you can change all of that through experience and through applying yourself and putting in the time and the effort and the attention needed to actually do that. It's the belief that people's actual true talents and the potential of their talents is never really known and there's always a potential for like when you think about 
okay, so not everybody that wants to be a famous singer can become a famous singer, but it's the idea that no one really knows who's going to be able to be the famous singer. So if that's what you want and you have a growth mindset and you're putting in the effort, then you're just bound to find out just how successful you can be. But it is about the effort. It's not always about the talent. I mean, singing can be a hard one because I feel like that is more of like a physical trait that you're born with, which is your voice. But you can, you can still, even if you don't have the greatest voice, you can work on your voice. You could probably get your voice somewhat better if that was a goal of yours, you know? With the growth mindset, it's the belief that there's no way to know how successful you could be at something or how far your potential goes without actually putting in the years of effort, of challenge, of learning, of patience, of dedication, of showing up every day or showing up all the time and consistently. And without doing those things, then you're never actually going to know. Like it's, un it's, there's no way to know how successful you can be at the things you want to be successful at. So I'm going to give you guys some like more hard and fast points to just show you the difference between the fixed and growth mindset and give you guys just some more, I guess, perspectives to look at these mindsets through and maybe you can relate to them. I know I related to a lot of these different mindsets too, because again, knowing this and then catching yourself when you're thinking it is where you're able to implement change. So while the fixed mindset is usually focused in most situations on how they are being judged. The growth mindset, instead of thinking about how they're being judged, thinks about how they can improve on the experience that they're having or even how those judgments could help them improve on the experience they're having. With the fixed mindset, it's like you need to get it perfect and you need to get it perfect on the first try. With the growth mindset, it's not about immediate perfection, it's about falling and getting back up again and falling and getting back up again to learn how to get it perfect or not even to get it perfect to just learn it. With the fixed mindset, it's believed that you don't have to work hard, especially if you're talented or good at something. But with the growth mindset, it's believed that even if you are an expert at something or a complete genius at something that you still have to work hard for your achievements. People with the fixed mindset when it comes to getting constructive criticism or any kind of feedback, it's like you don't want to hear any of the bad stuff, but you're open to hearing the good stuff kind of thing. Like you numb out listening to like the constructive criticism because it kind of stings too much. It's like a sensitivity or it doesn't take judgments well. And with the growth mindset, you're able to take all types of feedback, whether it is good, bad, or ugly, and not really even label it as such, but instead look at all types of feedback as a chance to kind of, again, self-reflect and see if there's any areas that you can work on. With the fixed mindset, it tends to be defensive towards people that have good innovative ideas or that are good at things because that is an instant it's an instant threat versus the growth mindset likes to surround itself with other people that are successful, that are doing things that are out there kind of crushing it and going for it. Because again, it's, they see it as a, as a way to motivate, as a way to learn from one another, as a way to, again, help themselves improve. Another really interesting dip that goes on in the mindset book. I mean, she sections it off pretty well, but there's a whole section on athletes. And I thought that this was super interesting because I feel like it goes with athletes or superstars or basically anybody that we tend to idolize specifically in the public eye, specifically with like people like Michael Jordan, everybody just believes that people are born with a talent for either basketball or 
acting or whatever it is and that it's not because of the effort that they put in or how hard they worked for it or how many hours of dedication have gone into it or pushing themselves and applying themselves, how many times that your star or your idol has failed, fall down, cried, been upset, felt like a failure, but then got back up and kept going and kept doing it over and over again and never really looked at their accomplishments or their talents as something that was fixed, but instead something that if they kept putting in the time and the effort that they could continue to get better, that they could continue to grow. And again, it's interesting when you think about that because I feel like when we idolize specific like successful people or talented people, we think that they were just kind of like born golden, that they weren't born normal and just worked on themselves or worked hard at something or dedicated themselves to something. And doing that makes it easier for us subconsciously. I don't think this is consciously at all, but I think that subconsciously we're kind of like believing that helps us because it keeps us cloaked away from reality that if they were normal and they just put in effort and dedication and that's what they got, like what would happen if I put in effort and dedication? What could I get? And suddenly that that's that call to action to show up for yourself, to actually put yourself out there to break free from the fixed mindset of you're either a failure or a winner. And instead to just be a liver, to just be, a, well, not a liver, instead to just be an experiencer, a, a uh, an adventurer, a life investigator, you know, a, a just someone that's out there just wanting to experience life and isn't really labeling anything as a failure or a success. The other thing that I thought was really just like an interesting way to look at life as well from the athlete section was the idea that athletes with a fixed mindset believe that winning is everything, that winning is the validation that they are a winner, that they're good, that they're talented, whereas growth-minded athletes tend to believe that winning is a byproduct of the hard work that they're putting in or of the accomplishment of the process. So it's basically like, yeah, just exactly that to focus on the process rather than the outcome. And then winning just becomes almost like the icing on the cake. These little bonuses or these little, I guess, things, these, these great things that start happening when you start putting in the effort towards the things that you want to do that fulfill your heart and soul, you'll start to attract things towards you or you'll start to notice your success, your improvement, your yourself, just your progress. And that will be like the icing. That's like the winning that comes from the process and the experience and the dedication that you're putting in. The other really interesting thing that I found about the mindset book was that she took the mindsets into things like relationships as well. Now she talks about relationships between teachers and students, which I found to be very interesting because it, it helped me reflect a lot on even my own school system growing up. She goes into the relationship between parents and children, which again, if you are a parent or if you want to be a future parent, like I feel like I, I absorbed a lot of maybe knowledge I can pull on in the future one day. But then she also talked about relationships and even friendships or you can, I guess, use this for really anything, business partners. Um, but specifically with romantic relationships, I found it was really interesting because again, when you look at things from such a research standpoint um, and a science standpoint, it really kind of, I, I just, I find that interesting to see what helps, what helps couples stick together and what doesn't. The thing I loved the most about it was just the concept that you don't have a perfect person out there. And I think that that is really important to say because, I mean, I, I love a good cosmic 
you know, brew. If you guys listen to those ones where we get a little bit more into the spirituality stuff. I love the idea of soulmates and twin flames and things like that. But I think that sometimes it can be a little romanticized, especially even just outside of spirituality and things like movies and all of that, that there's like one person out there that is perfect for you. That is going to be unproblematic, that you guys will barely have to try, that you'll just grow old easily, madly in love with each other every single day for the rest of your life. And that's definitely like not the case. I'm going to go as far as saying not the case, maybe like 0.0001% of like somebody that's maybe experienced that. I'd say it's probably really, really rare because there is no such thing as an unproblematic person, let alone an unproblematic relationship. Everybody brings different stuff to the table and there's no like 100% compatibility. It just doesn't exist because like we all just, we have to contrast each other in order to keep that, that challenge, that friction and that growth. So really the idea in the book is that when you choose a person or you choose a partner in your life, that you're really kind of choosing a set of problems that you've agreed to work with. And it's not to take compatibility out of the equation. Like compatibility is definitely important, but it's even the compatibility of of the things that maybe don't link up perfectly or the compatibility of problems that you guys become problem solvers together. A a perfect example, something that my therapist and I were talking about one time was the ability to make room for other people's insecurities. And I thought that that was really interesting because I had felt in my own experience in relationships in life that there were times that I didn't feel like I like knowing that my insecurity is something that makes me feel less than, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's a problem for me sometimes in relationships and not being able to bring that problem to the table because it was incompatible with somebody's ability to hold space for that insecurity. And then you can find other people in your life that are open to holding space for your insecurity and you're open to holding space for something that maybe they find problematic about themselves or maybe something that they find that they want to work on that isn't like maybe the shiniest part of themselves. And that kind of compatibility is what I mean when I'm saying compatibility of problems, because no matter who you choose in your life, whether it be a friend, a business partner, even when you do have children, like there is always going to be, especially when you actually deeply love and care about somebody, there's always going to be some friction. There's always going to be a couple fights. You know what I mean? There's always going to be some rough patches. And, And I loved that she really explained that people with the growth mindset believe that partnership and marriage and just even friendships and things like that is meant to be with people that help you develop into the person you're trying to become and vice versa. Whereas people with a fixed mindset believe that you're supposed to just find this perfect person that doesn't challenge you, that makes life easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. And you just dip off and relax for the rest of your life. So how exactly can we work on our mindset? If you know that you, when you look at your scale bar, when you think about where you maybe sit on the fixed to the growth and maybe you can even map it out for different things. Like maybe you feel you have a growth mindset with work, but you have a fixed mindset with relationships, or maybe you find that you have a growth mindset with, um, your hobbies and your interests, but you have a fixed mindset with how successful you can be at work. These are going to be some of the mindsets and practices that you can start to implement when you become self-aware of when those moments are happening. And the first one is to basically give your fixed mindset an alter ego. And I loved this because I already have an alter ego and she's like my 
my favorite person to channel whenever I feel like I just need to get stuff done, whenever I need to be my highest self, my best self, I show up as, her name's Caroline. It was when I was living with Maggie that we decided that we would be, we would pull on these alter egos. And Caroline, at the time, I was obsessed with Vampire Diaries and she was just like an organized, gisting queen. And I was just like, I'm just gonna be Caroline. Maggie's was Scarlett, I believe after Scarlett Johansson. So when I heard the concept of giving your fixed mindset an alter ego, I was like, yep. And what this does is it identifies it as something that's not you. It's basically saying when I'm met with a challenge in my day and I start to feel that sense of I'm tired, I want to procrastinate, I'm a failure, I'm not good at this, whatever, whatever, whatever. That is, maybe you want to call her bitchy Becky coming in, or maybe you want to call her mean Margaret. Mean Margaret's just um, the best part was that Carol Dweck, her alter ego, literally Seth Rogen's character from Pineapple Express, that's her alter ego. And she said she chose that because whenever she felt like her alter ego coming in, she liked picturing it as just this like kind of grubby guy in the corner being like, oh, like you can't do it. So that she could be like, you know what? Yeah, I can. Like, and it just helped her gain that sense of confidence. So that's the first thing you can do. You can give your a fixed mindset, an alter ego. You can even personify them if you like. They don't have to be the same gender as you or even a part of you if you don't want them to be. I haven't really established mine yet. I literally just finished this book this morning, but I haven't really established mine yet. So I'm going to sit on it. I'll let you guys in on when I decide who my fixed alter ego mindset person is. But that's a really easy way to catch when you're going into that altered ego mindset and then being like, oh, and when you personify that, you can just be like, yeah, you can chill here, but you're you're not allowed to run the show today. The second way that you can work on your mindset is when you're catching yourself doubting yourself and you're catching the fixed mindset coming in is to replace those thoughts with like, I believe in myself and those affirmations, which yes, I know sometimes can feel really corny, but what it does is it's reprogramming your subconscious. So even if it feels weird to say it out loud or even just to say it in your head, it actually helps you rewrite your narrative, like rewrite your beliefs about yourself. Another really important or helpful mindset is to look at your abilities, not as something that you need to prove to other people, but your abilities as something that you can use and develop within yourself to, to witness growth and to witness progress. And this one I think is really, really important, but it's especially with those bigger dreams and goals that you have, or like if you idolize people that live out your biggest dreams and goals, is to believe that putting in effort and actually like having to put in a lot of effort doesn't mean that you're not good at it. Instead, it it's a necessity in order to gain the growth and success that you're looking for. Another really fun practice you can do with yourself, and I say fun very, very lightly because it's probably not going to be that fun, but um, I mean, again, unless you have a growth mindset, maybe it could be fun, but it's whenever you're being challenged or, or given a choice between two challenges to choose the one that is more difficult. Now take that lightly because again, we, we need to keep that sense of reality within ourselves. This doesn't mean bite off more that you, than you can chew, but this basically means don't play it safe just for the sense of comfort. And last but not least, this is some scripting you can do, which is another habit that I've been loving lately. And it's the idea that like when you're catching yourself saying things, you re-script yourself. So it's kind of like rewriting the narrative, but anytime you catch yourself saying like, I'm not good at this, or I'm not gonna be able to, you instead add yet to the end. So it's like, I'm not good at this yet, or I'm not gonna be able to do this yet. <laughs> I'm not successful 
yet. And every time you add yet, it gives you that open possibility, that open potential for growth if you just give yourself some time to put in some effort and to give or nurse it with lots of dedication. So there you guys have it. That was today's espresso brew. I hope you guys enjoyed. It was like a breakdown of a book brew in an espresso brew, but I found this book to be so motivating and so inspirational. And I feel like my, my mind is just open with all the growth right now. So I figured I would share some of the fun and more important points that I pulled from the book. I highly recommend giving it a read if you guys are interested in it. And if you already have read it, let me know what you think. Aside from that, I love you guys all the way to Proxima B and back. And I will see you guys all, I think, is the next. By golly, as it will be. It's gonna be Utober the next time we chat. So I'll talk to you guys all in the next Cosmic Brew and the first Utober coffee talk of the year. Bye guys.